honestly, when you go to sell any business, including this kind of business, that's what the investors are looking for is can the business run without you? And so the faster we can do that, not only the faster can we potentially sell it, but also the faster we can just get our life back and our time back and watch the business grow. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Profit Cleaners in the house, keeping it clean. So grateful for you guys being here and so excited for today's show. You guys are going to be delighted to be finding out. We're giving you a sneak peek kind of behind the scenes today, uh, something a little bit different. But we're going to be sharing with you guys kind of some behind the scenes of our most recent coaching calls, uh, one of them with a guy named Kurt up in Canada. He's going to be on the show with us today, and you're just going to kind of hear just listen in with us, hear some of his questions. Uh, Kurt actually just sold two of his website businesses. He's getting out of the internet marketing space and he's going full-time in the local cleaning market. So really exciting to just hear his journey, where he's at, how he's thinking about all this and kind of the leap he's making to that next step. So really exciting stuff. Uh, you're you're going to get to hear his story, how, you know, how he's getting started, what he's doing, what he's thinking about, um, how he's going to be getting those first customers. We're helping him with that. And just talking about, you know, how much time is this going to take? And he's talking about the four hour work week. Is this even possible with a local business? And um, that's kind of what he's used to. So we're, we're just showing him the ropes and hopefully you guys will learn a thing or two as well. But essentially next steps to building a seven figure service empire. What can we, is that even possible? What are we doing to do that and achieve that? So stay tuned guys. You want to listen in on this, a really cool call with Kurt. And without further ado, let's hop in. Grow your cleaning business, make more money, have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your host, Brandon Condry and Brandon yeah, so I Shane. figured uh, we would hop on a call, Kurt, just to see how we could help you and just freestyle however you want to do it. However we can help you, man. We can just start going through your questions. If it's a good fit and you like how it works, we can keep working together and just go from there. Cool. Yeah, no, I have been looking through all this stuff because as I said before, in my current business, I'm just unfulfilled. I sit at the desk and I build websites. And I mean, I don't actually do any of the building anymore. It's just click here, click there. VA does this, VA does that. And then I wait for Google to give me the thumbs up and the thumbs down. And it's just like so unfulfilling. I've been doing it for like seven or eight years now. I've lived around the world. I've done the four hour work week thing. And now it's just like, I want something more. Mm -hmm. And I know that like on the outside, I think that going to do a local services business just is like the dumbest thing I could do, right? Like it's offline. I (laughs) have to deal with employees and have to do all this kind of stuff that I've never done before. But I also love the fact that I've got these online skills that I hope can crush everyone competition wise. And it just sounds like so much fun to be in the chaos because that's when I started out doing this kind of stuff. It was way more scrappy and I loved it. So yeah, anyway, that's quick background just so you guys have an idea of where I'm coming from. And so I came across you guys. I've listened to like the Grow My Cleaning Company and then whatever, the Sweaty Startup and all those kind of guys. And Mm. you were like the only ones who were not like... I don't know, super internet marketing bro, like the Russell Brunson style. The other guy, the other guy's helpful, but didn't really click with him. And you guys are like, these are the guys. So yeah, basically like I'm doing all the research. I've already called all the companies in my geographic area. I've got quotes from them all. Like I know mostly how they work. I know that nobody's really doing anything online. And so I just wanted basically to get your ideas on your growth trajectory, when and where you guys did things, and just some stuff that I can plug in for my own projections such that I actually have a good idea and I'm not going like, okay, I'm going to do this and turn out two years from now, I'm like half of where I wanted to be. So sure. yeah, I've got 
a list of questions if you want to work through those. Yeah, I'm 100% happy to do whatever you guys are comfortable with. Let me, I got a couple of questions from your opening there, and then we'll get to your questions. So you said you called all the competitors in the area. So how many companies did that end up being? That is, I'm just going to open up here. I have got 230 of which five were just outside the area and like three or four I didn't actually get a hold of. So yeah, that's when I actually, the first question I had was about geographic constraints and how much you think you can grow within X amount of population. So yeah, there's about 30. I got about 20 quotes out of those 30. Where are you? What is your geographic area? I'm in Langley, BC. It's like 45 minutes east of Vancouver in Canada. So Vancouver is like a city of about a million. And then to the east, there's no space between the cities. I don't know if it's like this in the States, but where I was from in Calgary, it's different. There's like Vancouver and then there's like Burnaby, Coquitlam, Surrey, White Rock, Langley, Chilliwack, all the rest. So I live in a place that's like 120,000 people, but I've got within half an hour, like three or 400,000. Okay. So like you're in the Vancouver metro area. Would you say that 45 minutes away? That's a bit. Yeah. I like, I wouldn't love to service Vancouver right away if I could help it. I'd love to start like Langley, Surrey maybe. But that Mm -hmm. was like the first question is how big do I need if I want to build a million dollar business? Cool. Let's run through the questions. So just fire off at the top and we'll jump in. (laughs) All right. So yeah, population size constraints on business growth. What do you guys think? I don't know what the Albuquerque market is or how much you guys serve, but what do you think you need for a million dollar business doing what you guys do and the way you do it? We are going to hit a million dollars this year for sure. Last year, we came so close. It was like $987,000. And we're doing that right now with 402 recurring customers. That's it. So 400 people. You could probably throw a rock at 400 people from your front porch if you could get all of them to sign up. That's a blend of biweekly customers and monthly customers. So biweekly customers worth twice as much as a monthly because they're going to get service twice as often. So it's probably a 50-50 split. So I'd say we have 200 and some change that are getting it done once a month, and then 200 and some change that are getting it done twice a month. And then we have very rarely weekly customers. And I would say that's, I don't know, well, I can count them on my hands. Like we probably have 10 or 12 out of the whole customer base that do that. So In terms of population, you need a fraction of a percent of whatever's around you to pull it off. Yeah. Albuquerque is like 560,000 people. I just did Vancouver. It's like 675,000. I think you've got the numbers around you, man, to hit that for sure. Yeah. But we also service... So like the Albuquerque metro area includes Rio Rancho, Bernalillo, Placidas, and we service all those cities as well. So across that whole metro area, we're just over a million, I think. We have 1.1, 1.2 million people. So yeah, we reject customers from outlying areas. So if I were you and the Surrey thing was working out and their Langley thing was working out, there's not a good need to expand to Vancouver unless you were just like on a tear to try and expand super aggressively. Okay. That's awesome. Speaking of expanding aggressively, what do you think your guys' growth goals are? Where do you feel that you'll level off in your current location? And what do you want to do after that? Do you want to franchise? Do you want to just keep expanding? Like, how does that look for you guys? So what you found us on, like the the courses that we do on Profit Cleaners is what we're going to do to kind of expand bigger. And it's not by taking a cut of people's revenue or anything. It's just you're going to subscribe to the service 
And that's how we're going to skirt franchising. Franchising is a pain for me. Like it's a lot of regulation, a lot of paperwork. You can say some things and other things. And I'm sure the Canadian laws are similar, but there's just so much constraint. So we just don't, franchising is not something that we want to do. In terms of expansion, our biggest limiting factor in the building that we're in, our physical location, is how many cars we can park here because we buy our own cars. So right now we have seven and there's a big shipping container in the back that the landlord has and we're working with him to get that out of the way. Once that's out of the way, I figure we can fit like 12 cars in the back. Well, if we do a little parking lot remodel and some paving and stuff, we can probably get up to 22. The overall goal though is to get to 50 cars and that requires about 2,600 biweekly customers to pull that off which again is nothing. We've done the math on specific neighborhoods and the neighborhood that Brandon and I live in has 5,000 people in it. So we don't want to concentrate in one neighborhood, obviously, but it's not a lot of people to actually hit the numbers. Yeah. And just to give an idea, our mentor up in uh, Stapleton, Denver, I don't know, Stapleton's a pretty small little suburb of Denver, but he's actually focused it just in Stapleton and like left all his customers in Denver in the big city just to focus on his little suburb. And he's got 10 teams now, Brandon, right? And he's 11. Yeah. So, and that's a small market and he's only wanting to focus in that small market and he's like firing all the other customers. And for him, I think it's just, he's comfortable. It's just, he's a solo owner and he's probably making quarter million a year, but it's all streamlined and automated. And he doesn't even go into the office hardly. He's got another real estate project now. And he goes in an hour a day. Yeah. So he works for roughly five hours a week and they, his thing was just brand recognition. So the neighborhood that he's in used to be an airport in Denver. They moved the airport, built a newer one, and then the old airport became this new housing development. And it was one of the only places in the city where you could get new construction. And so he was just like in on the ground floor, started it right away. And then everyone just knows him. His cars look funky like ours. And so his is just brand recognition. He actually capped himself on growth. They were growing super fast. And he was like, I don't want to do it faster than 20%. And so that's what he did. He just grew slowly and that's how he wanted to do it. So it was easy to manage. And we're doing it the other way. We're trying to go as fast as possible without ruining ourselves or breaking the company. But yeah. Right. And so that's, I think for me, like there's little nitty gritty details, but the thing that I want most, I guess, is probably what you're offering in your course. Like I'll probably buy that anyway, but recurring client attraction, recurring employee attraction and retention. Those seem like the two big things. If you can get people to work for you and if you can get clients in the door, like sell them all day long, that's fine. But what, I mean, maybe you just tell me to take the course, but what is your funnel to make sure you're getting X amount every month? What are you guys doing for both clients and employees? Because to me, those are like, they must be the two biggest things. Is that right? So Brandon can tell you about the funnel for the clients, but the end result is that we're searching for young parents. We want okay. married couples that have two or more kids that are under like the age of 10. When they get to a certain age, they become able to do chores. And so a lot of families will stop service because we've passed off all this stuff to like our high school kids or whatever so that they get allowance and yada, yada, yada. But the young ones, especially when they're like brand new infants, you're just swamped, man. You can't do stuff around the house. And so... That's what we've zeroed in on. And then the others just come naturally. So like you get enough Google reviews and people, your SEO is good. And so it just keeps rising up. And then people just find you when they're searching for house cleaning. And then those are the ones that come in as well. 
Yeah. I was going to say, Kurt, you got to like build, you know, this stuff because you've done the SEO and the marketing stuff, but it's actually exactly what you're saying. Like the, it gets a lot easier when you're doing it in a local market versus a, I don't know, Amazon or some huge massive market where you're competing with thousands of people. Cause you're literally just competing with the mom and pops that don't have the greatest marketing expertise. They're still doing it the old school way where they're just not even doing much. Like they're not even replying to reviews or pushing that even. So it's actually, this. that's why this market's so cool is you can totally disrupt these little mom and pop markets that are just trucking along, but they're ripe for disruption. And for the funnel, yeah, we're just using a ClickFunnels funnel. It's literally dead simple, like one pager opt-in type thing. We've tried different offers, but normally we'd give them some type of a offer up front where it's like, get a discount on your first clean or your second clean or the latest one we've been testing is just like buy one clean, get your second clean free. Just stuff to get people excited to when they're on Facebook or wherever they're at. We're, our main ones are Google and, and Facebook that we're driving most of the paid traffic from. And just again, yeah, just a simple funnel, nothing much to it, man. Just like an offer, some testimonials on there, a quick description of what we do. And then it, it follows up with them. So we've got it, some follow-up sequences that email them, text them, a voicemail, and yeah, once they're in the funnel, we've got the immediate next step is to schedule that Zoom call, which it used to be in person estimate, but now it's a Zoom estimate, which is actually streamlined that whole process. We were trying to do that for the longest time and it just naturally happened with the crazy economy and everything happening. And so now we're doing that. And so it's like we've got Brandon used to be doing all the sales. Now we've got a guy helping with the sales. And so as soon as they book, we're getting several leads a day and then they'll book and then if they don't book, we'll follow up with them. But otherwise, yeah, Matt will talk to them on the sales call and, and go from there. So it's just, yeah, real simple funnel. For the cleaner side, we don't really have finished per se that funnel, but it's it's what we do is we just post on like Craigslist. We just started testing ZipRecruiter. You can test, I know some people use Indeed is a good one, but like if you use like ZipRecruiter, supposedly you like post to all of them, maybe not Craigslist, but we used like in the back in the day we started on Craigslist. We would post and get fifty or hundred people applying, and it's just a simple post. Just says like, here's what we pay, here's what we need. It's full time, it's part time. Tell them some of the details of it, and people show up, man. A lot of people. There's a caveat to getting that many people applying on Craigslist, though. So we pay well above market rate. So the Canadian thing might throw this off a bit because your wage stuff is much more beneficial than. The United States. Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick break to let you know a little bit more about our course, the 10X Toolkit. We've put together so many amazing resources to help cleaning businesses like yours learn how to get more recurring clients on the schedule. The systems we teach you in this course are the exact same systems we've used to grow our cleaning business to seven figures in just three years. In fact, in one year, we were able to accomplish the growth that our mentor in Denver had in 10 years. So it's definitely a shortcut, guys, to success. Model after that success, everything from finding the perfect clients to learning how to keep your schedule filled. We cover everything you need to 10x your business and without wasting your time and money. So to learn more about this incredible course, head over to ProfitCleaners.com courses. That's ProfitCleaners.com courses. So... Are there minimum wages? Is that how it works? Yeah. In my area, most of the cleaning companies are paying 18 to $22 an hour. Yep. That is up there. So the way that we did it is the minimum wage for Bernalillo County, which Albuquerque is in, is $9.20 an hour. 
there are many cleaning companies that pay $9 and 20 cents an hour. Like we just got an employee last week who's been working at a competitor, the maids for four years. And she was still making $9 and 20 cents an hour. So our base is $12 an hour, which there's an MIT calculator that you can find online for living wage somewhere. And I think they have Canada in there as well, but you plug in a zip code, it'll tell you like, all right, to be a single person, you need this to do a living wage. To be married with kids, you need this for a living wage. And so we kind of built it around those numbers. So $12 is the base. There's an extensive bonus program where we track a bunch of metrics. And based on the feedback from that, there's tiers. So based on how many points that you acquire over a pay period, if you get the lower tier, I think it's $40. The one in the middle is 60 and then it goes 75 if you're like perfect. And so that pushes them closer to the $15, $16 an hour range. But the cost of living in Albuquerque is also very low. So I would expect wages to be higher around Vancouver where the cost of living is much, much higher. So really what you would want to do is you could actually post a job ad saying that you're going to start this company, do some interviews and just find out how much people are making. You know that they're 18 to 22, but the reason we got so many is that we were far and above the competition. That may not be possible for you if the baseline is $22 an hour, which is quite high. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. I would just say real quick on that note, like your price is just going to be a matter of changing your pricing too. So you could probably charge a lot more in your market per square foot versus what we're charging. Like our average house is 165, I think, Brandon, right? 155 is our average invoice. So yours might be 250 or 220 or something a little to make up for that deficit when the higher pay. But yeah, I would say paying people the best rate you can to attract the best quality people is that's what we did. I think it's a great way to go because you want to attract those quality people. Yeah. And that's like I said, everything I've listened to you guys, it's like, I just want to do like the best. I want to be like the most premium. I want to be the best at cleaning. I want to have the best employees. I want cars. Like I just want all of it to be the best. So I don't want to pay more for them if I have to charge more. Are you able to share what your percentages are like in terms of labor, profit, operating expenses, and all that kind of stuff with where you're at right now? Sure. We can, we can give you that. So labor, which includes the office staff, we have two people working in the office. So there's an office manager and an assistant. They handle customer service influx and everything. We allocate 59.5% of incoming revenue to just payroll. So that is going to be your biggest expense by far, by far, by far. Profit, if you include Brandon and I's salaries as part of the profit, like for tax reasons, our profit's very low. But if you're going to include owner's compensation for it, it's hovering around 20%. There are months where it's like 18%. There might be months where it's 23, but we basically average 20% and we split that. And then operating expenses is basically everything else. I think our next biggest line item is insurance. So that's probably different in Canada too, but we have to pay for general liability, which is we burnt your house down somehow and we're going to pay to replace the house. We have car insurance in case any of the cars are involved in any collisions out and about. And then we also have workers' compensation, which might not be a Canadian thing. Yeah, so we have that. And the way it works here anyway, the longer you are in business without a claim on the workers' comp side, the cheaper those rates get. So we just hit our three-year mark and it got 
much lower after three years, at least states. And what does your guys' day typically look like at this point? And when would you say you went from full-time job with the business to being able to do like this in the middle of the day? I mean, that's probably honestly within like the last six months, that's been a 2020 thing. So what really spurred that was the pandemic. So my biggest time suck beforehand was estimates because we were doing them in person. And so I had to have gaps of time in between the appointments to drive from point A to point B. Sometimes that was as much as 45 minutes from one side of the metro area to the other. And then what's super frustrating is you get there and people aren't there. They forgot. And you call them from your front door and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I really forgot about that. So when the pandemic hit, we just switched to doing everything on Zoom and they just schedule on Calendly. And then I honestly didn't expect this, but what happened was because we don't have that buffer in between appointments, we were able to quadruple the amount in the same amount of time because there was no driving. So you hang up with one and jump onto another like right away. So that was happening. We got a bunch of loan proceeds from the federal government here, giving out paycheck loans and stuff. And so that actually helped us out quite a bit. And so what we were able to do is then hire a sales guy and he's working part-time right now. And that actually took something like 25 hours a week off of my plate about not having to keep up with it or follow up with anybody. He just does that and he's doing way better than I was doing anyway. So I was only able to do estimates three days a week because I had to run the company. I had to process payroll and open mail and pay bills and stuff. So I'd say the last like six months have been kind of transformative and my day-to-day, it's going to look completely different from Brandon's, but... I typically come into the office at nine after kids have been dropped off at daycare and all that stuff. And the teams have already come and gone. So I don't want to mix with the teams for COVID exposure reasons. So I want to be here after they've gone. So if I catch it somehow, I don't want to risk exposing it to the entire company because I was in the building when they were here. So I usually come in at nine. I'm a big spreadsheet nerd. So I run a bunch of numbers in the morning to kind of see how things are going. And we're working on automating that with Zapier and some dashboard software stuff. And then from there, it's just kind of dealing with my to-do list. And if I was focused and not on Reddit, I could probably knock that out in like two or three hours. But I kind of just hang out all day because I like it here. We built a kick-ass office. I have a 49-inch widescreen monitor in front of me with five windows open so I can get more done than I can on a laptop. And then I'm leaving at the latest at 4.30. Most days it's like closer to three because I either have workout stuff scheduled or like I meet my brother for beers every Monday. I'm joining a climbing gym. So from inception to getting to that point, call it two and a half years, I guess, before we were able to do it. Cool. Can I uh, just jump in real quick? I'm sorry. I wondered two things. One is what kind of percentage are you closing on Zoom versus local? And how much are you paying your sales guy or how are you paying him? Okay, so the pre-COVID, when we were doing in-person estimates, we peaked out at about 67% closure. So 67% of estimates would convert to either a one-time or a recurring job. Our software does not have a sophisticated report for that. It just tells us all of it is 67%. It would have been nice to know the breakdown for recurring versus one-time stuff. And then post-COVID, when we went digital... This is going to be a funky number because we also hired a new guy who's still getting his feet wet, I suppose, which is concerning from a financial standpoint about us being able to pay him. (laughs) So we're closing right now. I think it's like 58%. So we had a drop, but there's way more leads coming through the funnel because we turned on on that Facebook stuff. And because he's doing it five days a week, he's able to take much more than I was doing before. Hey, Kurt, I just want to jump into... 
We're your dad on that last question. Because yeah, I would say my situation is a little different than Brandon's. I know you've got kids, right? And so, and you were talking about the four hour work week kind of idea, which I've always been a huge fan of work smart, not hard and automate and free up your time as much as possible. We've been going through a couple of books, Profit First and Clockwork is the next one, which Clockwork is all about basically getting your business to run without you and replacing yourself as, as fast as possible. So to better answer your question, I would say if we would have had that from day one and if we would have had all the systems that we know now and like we can give you almost, you could do it much quicker. You could replace yourself much quicker than it took us, I would say. Even I was at one point because we weren't paying ourselves as much in the beginning at all just to bootstrap and get it. We were pushing hard to get as many people going, as many customers as possible. So I had a new son at the time. We launched like right when I had a new baby. And then Brandon and I were running around like crazy, at least for the first six months to a year. And then it got to a point where I was like, hey, I got to go back and help my wife a little bit because we still had another business on the side, like an internet business that we were running that I was helping her with. So I was able to go a little bit more remote to do that. But I was still working on the business. But you know, it's the kind of thing where once you get the foundations built... You have just like build an internet business. Once you get 80 or 90% of the works up front, and then once you have those systems in place, it kind of just the biggest things are getting those new customers and making sure the products being deployed and the cleaning services are good. And so we did a lot more in the beginning, but I'm just saying if you plan it out smart and you immediately start clockworking the business is what we call it, like systematizing it, you could be... I mean, honestly, it's whatever you want. If you put the right people in place, the right systems, it could be as soon as six months or a year that you're a lot more or less involved. It just depends on how much time you want to put in. At this point, we've got my wife and I, we are homeschooling our kids and I don't come in the office every day like Brandon, but I come in like three days a week and that's where we're at now. I didn't always used to be like that, but it's, I think it's kind of up to you, man. And I think if you think about it in a smarter, just however you can strategize that, I'd pick up that book clockwork and go through that too. But that's what we're really big on now because honestly, when you go to sell any business, including this kind of business, that's what the investors are looking for is can the business run without you? And so the faster we can do that, not only the faster could we potentially sell it, but also the faster we can just get our life back and our time back and watch the business grow, kind of streamlined it. So, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I've got like a trillion questions. So I'm going to go for the big one now. What is the likelihood that you can coach me to do exactly what you did to reach a million dollars and what kind of investment would you want to see someone like me have up front to get to a million bucks like as fast as possible, but let's say 24 months? Do you have like a framework that it's like, okay, start out with a hundred grand, you do this, 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 you need this many people by this. Here's the systems like plug and play. Is that something that you think could be done? What's the likelihood of something like that? All right. And there you have it. Uh, we're going to cut it off a little bit early, guys. We've got lot more to that call and we might share some more snippets of that in a future episode but just wanted to just go over how awesome that was and uh, just if you're getting into that mindset of starting a cleaning business um, hopefully that gets you amped up and just gets your wheels turning Um, but you know as Kurt left off there right off there at the end yes the answer to that question is yes we do have those systems and those frameworks we're putting those together for you guys we are basically distilling down the knowledge that we have learned from our mentor, all the knowledge of decades of experience on our own sales and business and marketing. And we're distilling all that down and making it exactly what Kurt was was asking. Do you guys have systems and frameworks and plug and play stuff that we can plug into and grow our business? And the answer is yes. Uh, head over to profitcleaners.com slash courses. We are rolling out new courses, guys, left and right. We've got marketing courses. We've got 
hiring, uh, training, uh, cleaning technique videos coming out. We've got all sorts of great stuff, branding, uh, copywriting, all sorts of stuff that's going to help your business. So we're really excited about those. Uh, we've got mini courses and bigger courses, but stuff that I think is just a va amazingly valuable content and knowledge that we are sharing with you, sharing everything we know to help you guys win and get to that next level. So check it out, guys. Uh, we've got, we're going to be rolling those out probably over the next months and maybe even year to come, depending on how long they take to develop. But we're, we're here to help you guys win. We're here to, to be there for the whole journey ahead as, as well as, as we're growing our business. So we get to do it alongside you and just share the wins and share the journey. So head over to profitcleaners.com slash courses, check those out guys. And we'll be doing more of these coaching calls soon. So until then enjoy and take it, take a, a, you know, a day for yourself and enjoy it and grow your cleaning business, whatever it, whatever it is. But we're so excited to be working with you guys. So um, have a great rest of your day and take care, y'all. Keep it clean. Thanks for joining us today. To get more info, including show notes, updates, trainings, and super cool free stuff, head over to ProfitCleaners.com. And remember, keep it clean.